0: hello everyone and welcome to the first loved podcast two weekends ago we did one of our retreat weekends which are different than our common weekends that's usually Friday night all day Saturday to church but on occasion we get to do retreats which are really the most fun and most impactful and it goes Friday night all through Saturday into Sunday morning and generally ends at Sunday lunchtime and so we don't get to do those as often, but we're very, very grateful for the times that we get to do it. And and so what I wanted to do today, though, is I just wanted to give a report and share with you some of the really cool things that happened, because I know for all of us, telling stories helps our hearts, increases our faith, and is just pleasurable. <laughs> it's fun to hear these things. So first of all, I just want to share some specific things that gave us so much encouragement in terms of God's hand in it. There's a sense of the prophetic happening. You're going to hear one story that was certainly that way. So the activity of the prophetic, the sense that God is orchestrating and his timing and bringing people together at certain times in certain ways. And it's just so fun to see him very, very active in all parts of what we do. And so, the first thing I want to share is Friday morning, I had to meet with Terry and Joel, who are some of my regular facilitators. And Terry has, over the years, felt called by the Lord, really, to put groups together, to put the teams together, and then to put the groups together. So, I had to go over there on Friday morning to drop off some stuff. And so, we're chatting, and she goes, Mark, you got to see this. This is really cool. And she had put it out to four different people, the question, how do you think we ought to be paired? And everybody responded back. And the one that was consistent by all four people who reported was the pairing of me with Terry. And it was just fun to see right there on the piece of paper that all four people had put us together. And it was fun because she and I haven't facilitated together in a long time. And so we were very excited about that. But just that level of confirmation, it wasn't like just two or three and one didn't. All four felt like we should do it. So right off the bat, there was this fun sense of joy and confidence that God wanted us leading a group together. So we get to the the retreat. And the other thing, again, that Terry does is that she organizes, puts together the participants into the four groups. So, for me, what was interesting was that a couple summers ago, there was a gal that was in one of my groups, and she'd been hoping and praying that at some point her husband would get to come, and I found out that he was coming. Well, I don't get my fingers in where they don't belong, but I was hoping that just possibly God would orchestrate it so that he would be in my group. And sure enough, he was. Then the second thing that was very interesting was... There is this home group I've been in on Wednesday mornings for the last nine, ten years. One of the folks in that group had said to me, Mark, there's a couple that I've been lifelong friends of ours. In fact, they led me and my husband to Jesus back when we were in grad school. And we've been friends for 40-something years, and their kids were similar ages to our kids, and they knew each other. She said, well, one of their kids— She is married to a pastor, and they just went through a really, really difficult experience. And she said, I've been saying you should come to one of these things that Mark does. I think it would really help you and bless you. And she found out that this gal, the pastor's wife, we'll call her H, H is coming to the retreat. So I'm excited about that. And again, I'm like, oh, Lord, it'd be kind of cool if she was in my group, but whatever. That's totally up to you, Lord. And then this third gal got put in our group as well. So I'm hoping that two people might be in my group, but I don't know anything about it. Well, then Terry announces, as she does every Friday night after I do the opening session, she says, okay, here's who's in so-and-so's group with such-and-such facilitator. Well, she gets to our group, and she reads off this guy for the sake of just keeping it anonymous. I'll call him Dave. Dave. Dave's in my group, the husband of of my friend. He's in my group. I'm like, oh God, that's so cool. And then the second gal, the pastor's wife, again, I'll just call her H, she gets put into my group. I'm like, God, this is so cool. And then I hear about the third person that she's in my group as well. So I'm like, wow, God, that was so awesome that you did that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that was just a blessing to me. So then we go into our groups, we're doing introductions. And now this will kind of blow your mind, I hope, as much as it did ours and totally bolstered our faith and confidence in what God wanted to do. We start the Friday night first group session with introductions. Who are you and how'd you come to know Jesus and a few other questions. Anyway, (laughs) the first thing is that they say to us, to Terry and I, H and Dave say, this is so cool because Dave is a general contractor. Dave, I think it was at least 10 years or so, had done some remodeling work for H and her husband 10 years before, and they'd hit it off and made a friendship, but hadn't seen them in 10 years. And here she is in the group. So they're pretty excited and tickled that they already knew each other and had this great experience. And 10 years later, here they are together. And I thought, well, way to go, Lord. And then I said something to H, like, this is really cool. And she goes, no, I know, you know, our friend said to come. And so I'm here. And I was kind of hoping I get to be in your group too. And I thought that would be really cool. Well, then Terry had the sheet she was working and praying through of moving names all around. Well, she showed us the paper and that she had put H in the other three groups before finally feeling like God told her to put her in our group. Did you hear what I said? She was in the other three groups, and then I saw where she got scratched out and moved, scratched out, moved, scratched out, moved until she's finally in our group. And Terry knows nothing about any of this. So she goes, I was like really excited that I'm in your group. And then here I know Dave. But then she says, wait till I tell you this next thing. So H says that back in August, she meets our other gal in our group where H is an architect. The other gal has a building and somehow I don't know how all that worked. But anyway, the other gal... She calls H's firm. H's firm sends H out to meet her and the two of them go around this building to talk about what kind of work may be done. But here's the crazy thing. H tells us that she felt like God put it on her heart, that she was going to have a connection with this lady and they don't even know that they're Christians. But she has this sense like God says you're going to have a relationship with her and and I'm gonna use you in her life somehow. And she's just hearing this stuff while they're walking around this building talking about a build out or something. Well, her immediate assumption was they would get the bid and that's how this relationship would happen. Well, she didn't get the bid. So she doesn't see our other gal in our group again since August. But then the week before the retreat, The coordinator of the retreat sends out the list of all the names so that people could either carpool or just be excited about who might be coming. And H looks down the list and sees the name of this other gal in our group and goes, wait, I know that name. And she goes on to LinkedIn and she sees her picture and goes, I can't believe it. She runs out into the living room to her husband and just says, honey, 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 look, look, It's that lady, remember I told you that I felt God told me this and told me that? She's coming to the retreat. And the gal hadn't been at the church for over a year. And so there was no other way for them to connect. And she finds out she's coming. So she is so excited and has this sense in her heart like God's got her on mission to love this woman. And so now the two of them are like super excited that they're in group together, she hears that God had put her on her heart, and so all of them have this interesting connection, and we're like, what are the chances of that? And again, the level of faith that Terry and I were supposed to be together, and that H was put in the other groups till finally she lands in our group, blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, there was faith in our group in that moment for what God might accomplish. Well, at the end... And great things happened. And I will tell you a couple of those in a moment. But the other thing I want to tell you in terms of God's hand in and bringing people together and just setting things up so powerfully is that at the end on Sunday lunchtime, when people are telling testimonies, this one gal shares how she loved our logo. And she said, you know, I just love that heart. I love that it looks alive and looks happy and all the stuff you said. But she says, My experience this weekend is like your ministry is like a heart hospital. I just feel like all of us, like God touched our hearts. He knew what each person needed. And it sounds like each group and each leader just knew just what to do and what to say. And hearts were healed. Things were removed from hearts. Hearts got to experience God. It's just like it's a heart ministry. It's a heart hospital. And after she said the word heart hospital several times, One of the facilitators spoke up and said, wait a minute, we have a guy, Russell, who intercedes and listens to the Lord about the weekend and how to pray and then sends us emails about how he's praying. Well, I had had it open on my phone, so I pulled it up and I said, look, folks, this is crazy. Remember what she said about the heart, that first love is a heart ministry and that God came to do heart work and and she explicitly called it a heart hospital friday afternoon russell's praying and then he writes this to terry and to all of us quote when praying i kept getting glimpses of hospital scenes <laughs> hello hospital scenes And then in parentheses, he's cute. He puts, please remain calm, Terry. It's metaphorical. I don't have a sense that you or anyone else will be going to the hospital. We all got a chuckle out of that. But then he said, that being said, it will be a busy weekend with lots of clinical issues. I saw each of you paired up and you were each nurses. The sense I had was that you were nurses in a specialty area, either an emergency room or in the intensive care unit. Why is this important? Because you, meaning the leadership group, have knowledge and a skill set that is advanced, and consequently, you are assigned to patients with a specific need issue. As I consider it more and more, I believe I am being shown an ER. He continues, you will do team nursing this weekend. What this means is that at any one time, one person is doing the tasky stuff, while the other person is assessing the patient's. This is an ongoing process, and the roles of the observer and the doer on each team will change fluidly throughout the day, depending on the presenting need of the patient and the skill set or gifts of each nurse. Seriously, this ministry is like a heart hospital. And he wrote all that, and that each of us would uniquely be paired together with the specific people in our group and would flow in and out. And Terry and I had this incredible experience of flowing in and out loving on these people. Well, the next day morning, we were doing the love verse, and this was just one other prophetic thing that was really powerful, was that when I was praying for H, I went up and I was just behind her and waiting on the Lord. And this passage popped into my head that I hadn't thought about in a long time. We used to use it as one of the invitation verses where Jesus says, "'You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is necessary.'" Sit at my feet and listen to what I say. Choose this and you will have chosen what is best. And I will not let anyone or anything take it away from you. So I leaned over and I just spoke softly in her ear. And I said, I think the Lord wants to say this to you from his heart to yours. And I said, I don't think it's that necessary you're a Martha or a Mary. But let's just see what he wants to say. So I say this thing and she begins to cry. And afterwards I said, what happened? Because that seemed to really impact you in a deep way. And she says, I just finished a two-year study on Mary and Martha and how I'm one or the other and back and forth. And the Lord has been working that passage and that idea in my heart. And it couldn't have been more appropriate that he would say that into my heart at that moment. And again, folks, I'm just telling you, these are just verses I have tucked away in my mind. It's not like the Lord says, Mark, you know, share this, do this, say this. It just pops in, and at that moment, I just trust that the things that the Lord's moving on my mind and in my heart are what He's doing. At the very least, it's not going to cause any harm. But then when you find out that it has really, really special connection, well, I want to finish today blessing you with Dave's synonym, antonym version. It really touched me, and it was just enough different that I thought it might be a real blessing to y'all. And... It's always fun when somebody writes something that touches all the hearts. It's not just for that person alone. And so he let me copy it down, and it's my pleasure to share it with you. So as we wind down this episode, the verse he chose, it's a combination of a couple of them, but it says this, You who are not beloved, I call beloved. You are the apple of my eye. And I love and long for you, my joy and my crown. You who are not beloved, I call beloved. You who are the apple of my eye, I love and long for you, my joy and my crown. And so here's what he wrote, which I think is just so from the Father's heart, the synonym-antonym version of those couple of passages. It may be a blessing to your heart. Dear one, You who were forgotten, unloved, ignored, bullied. I call you my loved one, my prized possession, my treasure. You see, you are the apple of my eye, the carrot of my eye and hold a place in my heart that no one else does. Before time began, I thought you up in my image and it made us happy. You are my joy and I look forward to being with you now and for eternity. And this is not a chore for me. You are not a downer. You're my crown and I am so proud of you. I have to stop every angel and brag about you to them. Ooh. Check out my boy, check out my daughter. Dear heart, please get this. Do you dare to believe that the High King, the King of Kings, longs for you? When you come to bury your face in the mane of the Lion of Judah, you make me purr. You give me deep satisfaction and apathy is the furthest thing from my heart. That is the gospel. So, beloved one, dare to believe that you are my precious child. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know that one spot where it said, You're the apple of my eye, the carrot of my eye? I asked him, I said, The carrot? He said, Yeah. He says, You notice my head, that I'm a carrot top. He says, People used to refer to me as a carrot top. And I felt like the Lord wanted to say, You're not just the apple, but the carrot of my eye. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cute. Anyway, it was just a very precious weekend. Amazing to watch God do extraordinary things in people's lives. But I just especially wanted to give you a sense of how God really, really works before, behind, in and through and around to really help people know just how deeply they are loved. So remember now, you who are not beloved, I call beloved. You are the apple of my eye and I love and long for you my joy and my crown. Lord, let it sink deep into our hearts. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name. So God bless everyone and have a great rest of the day.